one, I thought I would always live paycheck to paycheck. That's how I grew up. That's what I was around. I just thought that's how it was. And in my early twenties, like I was sharing earlier, as soon as I started having money, I really lived by the motto of what if I die tomorrow? So there was no future in my mind. I never thought of what I'm trying to accomplish for the future. It was what's happening today and what do I need today? Listening to the Say Hola Well podcast, a show dedicated to help destigmatize the idea of wanting more money as a woman of color. More money, more options, not only for you and your family, but also for our community. I am your host, Lucy King, Latina Wealth Coach on a mission to help more mujeres become investors in lunch and online business. Just like you, I used to believe that I could only earn money if I was mentally and physically hard. And after learning about stock market investing and online business, I can tell you that there is a new way for us to create a legacy while living our purpose and not having to work as hard for money. So if you are ready to dive into understanding your money mindset, entrepreneurship, and stock market investing, you are in the right place. Welcome to the show. Hello, Leti. How are you? Welcome to the Say Hola Well podcast. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Um, Estoy muy bien, gracias. I'm super grateful to be here and have this opportunity to chat with you. And I can't wait for the lovely listeners to really learn more about you. So I'm going to give them a little bit of a background for people that don't know who you are and how it is that I actually connected with you before I let you introduce yourself. So for those of you that are listening, so I met Letty in the town where I lived and I had no idea who she was, but I was looking, you know, connecting with like my new women and I came across her Instagram and I was just blown away by her because she is a mother. She's also an entrepreneur, but also she has this passion to serve. And she's someone who's going to get stuff done. So I actually reached out to Letty and I said, can I take you out to coffee? Because I just love everything that you're doing. And that's how we connected. So for those of you that keep saying like, oh my God, you know, I want to find like-minded mujeres. Sometimes you have to be the one that goes and invites someone to coffee. <laughs> so Letty, again, welcome. Tell the listeners um, who you are and what you do. Well, I am a passionate Latina. I'm a mother, I'm a wife, I'm a homeschool parent, entrepreneur, and I would consider myself to be a serial board member for local nonprofits. <laughs> as far as my career, I am a real estate agent and I provide services to commercial and residential clients. My husband and I are a team. We've been working together for a little over three years now. I have four children under, under the age of 11 and my husband and I homeschool them together. Um, we've been homeschooling for the last six years. I think we just hit six years. So as you can imagine, we have a very busy life. We have our priorities straight and it's very structured. 
And because of that, we've been able to flourish not only in our personal lives, but our business as well. We were awarded for being in the top 10% in 2020 and in the top 7% in 2021. So as you can tell, I'm passionate about my business. I'm passionate about making my children a priority. My husband and I have also been featured in several magazines like Washington Realtors Magazine, Top Agent Magazine, Disrupt Magazine. And we've also been featured on podcast on a podcast, um, which is called Cut to the Chase, where we had a beautiful conversation about how my husband and I are able to work together as a husband and wife team. And I love everything you're saying because you are living proof that when a Latina incorporates the work ethic and the passion and the family values that, you know, we take a lot of pride in, like the sky is the limit. So I am just so freaking proud of everything that you do uh, because I love it. You know, so many moms, I know I have some listeners that are mom, have this idea that motherhood is just like the impediment of like, okay, I have to hang up my dreams and I'm just going to have to give, give, give and focus on my family. And you are proving that, no, you can orchestrate everything. You can have a good relationship with your husband. Your husband can become a partner. You can have, I mean, homeschooling your kids. I'm like, wow, that is like, I I don't do that. (laughs) I mean, it's such a beautiful thing that you guys have going on. Now you're telling me how you were featured. Everything looks so, so amazing, right? Like right now, I think you guys are at a point where you are picking the fruits of your labors, right? But how did you grow up and what was your relationship with money? So I was raised by parents who immigrated here from Qualcomán, Michoacán. For most of my childhood, my parents were here without papers. Um, They later became legal, I think when I was almost a teenager. So even though I was born in the U.S. and I was legal, I was very much raised as if I wasn't because the people around me, including my immediate family, they were not. And so my parents did not know English. And as many other first-gen kids, I was in charge of translating. I was the oldest child. Child, There was a lot of responsibilities that were put on me because of being the oldest and also because I knew English that you know kids shouldn't have to be experiencing at that age. My parents worked really hard in packing sheds, in apple orchards. We had little money, but as a child, I don't think I really felt that. I didn't really realize that because I didn't really know any different. Like life was the way it was. And there was a lot of beautiful things about my childhood, but I didn't know any different. I didn't know. I didn't really understand that we were poor at that time. Later as an adult is when I look back and I'm like, oh, wow, like we really had it hard. (laughs) But my parents never really made it feel that way. So for me, I don't think as a child, I really thought about our financial struggles or, or the fact that we were poor or how much money we had. I know my parents saved. They didn't save for trips, for vacations. They didn't save for nice things like nice cars or jewelry. That wasn't who they were. They saved for emergencies. So whenever there was an emergency or a family member needed help or we needed to send money to Mexico, they had that savings. I feel I like- love that. Yeah. And I feel like as far as my relationship with money, I had a really hard time when I became, when I moved out and started making my own money, even though it wasn't a lot of money, I would struggle with spending a lot because I never had that before. So as a young adult, like I was maxing out credit cards. I was really struggling because I didn't have the experience of how to take care of my money. 
Thank you for sharing that. And I think that is the story of so many of us first gen, right? Like we have to see things that like you just said, like a lot of children shouldn't be exposed to that. But that's just what we know, right? Yeah. And now you as a mom, I'm sure that your kids are seeing a whole different side of, you know, the coin for the lack of a better word, where you guys are homeschooling, you're teaching them work ethic, you're teaching them abundance. Can you I can see you like just growing and doing so many things. So how we grew up doesn't have to be how our kids grew up. And so yes. I'm, I'm very thankful that you're sharing your story. And what are some limiting beliefs that you had to let go of, you know, to be where you are today? And you're not even at the end point because you're just <laughs> keep going. Um, thank you. It's crazy to see how like childhood experiences and childhood traumas can shape our lives. You don't really realize it when you're going through things, but then later in life, you have these triggers, you know, and you're like, oh, wow, that's where that came from. So much of what I experienced as a child shaped me as an adult, and I'm constantly working through a lot of the traumas that I experienced. But a few things that come to mind as far as limiting beliefs is one, I thought I would always live paycheck to paycheck. That's how I grew up. That's what I was around. I just thought that's how it was. And in my early 20s, like I was sharing earlier, as soon as I started having money, I really lived by the motto of what if I die tomorrow? So there was no future in my mind. I never thought of what I'm trying to accomplish for the future. It was what's happening today and what do I need today? And now that I have a family and I have kids, I'm doing what I can to give them a good life and create generational wealth for their future and their children's future. It's not just about me anymore. Um, we're watching our income, we're watching our expenses and making sure that we are prioritizing when we spend. A lot of what we do now, a lot of our spending is around our kids. And I feel like now we have a good financial structure where we have a good understanding of what's coming in, what's going out, what our priorities are so that we can use our money in a smarter way. And I love that you brought up your kids because, uh, I mean, I, I personally know you. So I know that there is a lot of investments that you are um, putting out there for your kids, right? And sometimes when we're thinking about investing for our kids, we think about, okay, what are the investment accounts that we can open for them? But it also, it's not just that. It's about like, what kind of activities can I invest for my kids so they can learn yes. the skills that I did it, right? Uh, yes. And so you have your kids doing sports, you have your kids learning all of these things that we didn't have. And to yeah. me, yes, wealth is about the money, but also wealth is about the experiences and the legacy that we're going to leave behind, right? So your kids yeah. are learning so much about you, learning so much about their dad, but also experiencing life, not as if like, what if I die tomorrow, right? Like they're just yeah. in this flow of peace and, and abundance that you and your husband have created. So I am, I'm just so excited for your kids. Now, you. you as a realtor are so passionate about helping women understand the importance of building a legacy through real estate. And so I want to talk about how can women find their dream home? Because I think that Casita home and like Casita dream is like, it's something that a lot of people are raised to believe that that's the only way. It's not the only way, but it is a traditional way. Mm -hmm. It has a lot of benefits. I'm a real estate investor myself. And so I want to ask you, like, what are some of the things that mujeres need to know when looking for their dream home? 
I think one thing that's really important to understand is that everyone is different and everyone's dream home is different. Some things to ask yourself is, will this be a retirement home? Will this be where I'm going to retire? Is this a home that I'm going to own forever? Or is this an investment? Am I going to use it as a rental? Am I going to sell it within three to five years? Or is this my foot in the door because I want to start real estate investing and I just need to get something to get my feet wet. And then, you know, I'll upgrade later or maybe rent it out later. I think also thinking about what stage of life you are in. Are you a parent? Are you retiring soon? Do you have a college kid that's living at home with you? Do you have, or living at home with you? Do you have in-laws that are living with you? Like thinking about all of those things is really important to figure out what style of home is gonna be the best fit for you. Thank you. So, so important that you said the dream home is different for everyone, right? Because where I live right now, I think it's my dream home. It's it's a, the biggest home I've ever lived in. But some people look at it like, why don't you have a bigger home? And I'm like, this is enough for me, right? You're like, this and is perfect. <laughs> I love it. I love, love my home. It's not, yeah, a lot of people will say like, why don't you have something else? But it's like, this is perfect for me because we travel so much that, yeah, would I like to have a swimming pool? Absolutely. But I travel so much that I don't want to have to take care of that. And yeah. so I, I appreciate that you said that. Um, now, one of the questions that people ask me, and I'm not into real estate, but people ask me like, I want to buy a home, but when is the best time to buy a home? We get that question asked a lot too. And honestly, as as a real estate agent and as a friend, the sooner that you can hop on the train of appreciation and value, the better. The longer you wait to buy real estate, the more equity that you're missing out on. So really it's when you are ready to make it happen. Once you have looked at your finances and you've talked to a lender and you are financially in a good place to make it happen, why wouldn't you do it? Why wouldn't you do it now? You know, the sooner that you can hop on that train, the better. Because it's at the end of the day, it's an investment, whether you whether it is a dream home and you plan on living there for 10, 15 years, it's still an investment because it's appreciating. Or if you if it's something that you want to buy and sell in five years, awesome, it's going it's going to appreciate you are going to make money off of it either way. I love that. And we're all about making more money on this podcast. I don't teach my clients to cut expenses and I don't believe in cutting expenses. I think that, you know, growing up as a first gen Latinas, we live that every single day. And yes, mm -hmm. uh, you know, some of our parents did an amazing job at not making us feel like we were poor or low income. But we, I think it's time for us to understand the importance of embracing that we want to have more and that it's okay for us to have more money. PC Mujer, if you are ready to embrace wealth building as a first-gen professional through stock market investing or online business, I would love to support you with that through my private coaching. It is the most intimate way for us to work together. You will be fully supported with weekly calls, worksheets, and everything you need to create the money systems the mindset and of course the vision that you need to create a legacy this is what past clients have said about working with me one of my clients said best investment ever you exceeded my expectations from the first call and until the end another client said before working with lucy i was paralyzed in making decisions about my finances 
After working with Lucy, I have learned that money can be simple and fun. Another client that I help with private business coaching said, Lucy is a badass Latina who helps you with limiting beliefs, money mindset, operating a business, and of course, learn about stock market investing. So if you are ready to work with a coach who understand what it's like to want more, I would like to invite you to apply to work with me using the link in the show notes. Now, let's get back to the show. Leti, I know that talking to a home loan lender is like this. It's almost like knowing that you need to hire therapy, but you're like, I, I know I need to do it, but I don't want to do it. So do you have any recommendations for people on how to start the conversation with a lender? Yes, I think it it is super important. It is interesting, though, how people feel like that, where it's like, I know that's the next step. I know that's what I got to do, but they hesitate. I think a lot of that has to do with fear of the unknown because you're worried like, okay, what if I apply and they tell me I'm not ready right now? Like they don't want to hear that. But actually what happens is when you prepare yourself by talking to a lender, even if you are not 100% ready to pull the trigger and, you know, get pre-approved right now, at least they're going to give you the information that you need so that you can make an educated decision. If they tell you, you know, you know what, you're not ready right now, but I need you to work on A, B, C, and D. And if you do that in like six months, maybe a year, you're going to be ready. So I always tell people like, I don't see it as um, a yes or a no, a positive or a negative. I see it as yes, it's a matter of you're ready right now, or you need to do a few things to get ready later. Each person is a little bit different. Um, you know, your credit score, how much down payment you have available, your debt to income ratio, you know, everybody's going to be different when it comes to those things, but just keep in contact with your trusted lender and they're going to be knowledgeable in your local market. And they're going to help you realize your goal of purchasing your investment. And I know that you help your clients with so many things, but you know, buying the home, even though it's a dream, like I said, for a lot of us, it's also the scary part, right? Because we might be the first one in our family to make the big investment, right? And so how do you ever have conversations with your clients about, you know, because it is an investment, you know, it's an investment, because obviously, you're an expert, I know it's an investment, because I have I have a few homes. But also, how do you go from like, I, I'm so passionate about finding my dream home to like, wow, now I'm going to have to be 300,000, you know, in day 500, sometimes even a million. Did you ever have those conversations with your, with your clients on the mindset of it's okay to have good debt? Yes, we actually talk about that a lot. And I, I feel like that comes up pretty often. And we work really, really, really well with our local um, lending partners here in the Tri-Cities. So when they when they want to have this type of conversation, we always try to loop in the lender as well to get them to look at look at all the different possible scenarios. Because when you're applying for a loan, there's a lot of different a lot of different loans. There's a lot of different things that you can do, a lot of different programs. So it's always good to show them that this is option one, this is option two, three, and four, and so forth. And then this is what it looks for you now. This is what it's going to look for you in five years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, depending on how long of a loan you get. So they can see like big picture. What does that look like? Because it can feel daunting when people are saying like, oh, wow, I'm approved for 650,000. That can be scary when you think of that number. But then really when you talk to a lender and look at things a little bit closer, 
it, it can feel a little bit more realistic. It's good to give as much possible information as you can so that our clients feel more informed so that they can make a decision based on what's going to fit for them. And I love that you give them options because yes, when you're buying your casita, there are so many different types of loans that you can apply for, but there's also so many loans that you can actually leverage to help you build wealth even faster. Mm -hmm. And I I love this conversation about the different types of uh, options for people because just how the dream home is different, the type of loan that you apply for for the house is also different in I love that you mentioned how people need to know their debt to income ratio, how they need to know their numbers, because I think that that's the part that people sometimes just don't want to look at, right? They're like, oh my God, I have negative, you know, I have debt, I have all these things. But when you look at those numbers, it's so powerful to Mm -hmm. know that, wow, in six months, in a year, maybe in two years, I'm going to be able to go and put the down payment of a home. So I appreciate you saying that. Leti, what is an investment? I'm going to go back to your personal life because me gusta el chisme. (laughs) What is an investment that you've made in yourself that you're like, I am so just distinct, like I am just so proud that I made that investment because it really paid off. Yeah. So there's been a, a few things come to mind. One of them is business coaching. I... We actually recently did that this year. And yes, that's an investment because you're paying for it and it's costly. But for us in our business, it totally felt worth it because it helped us look at things in a different way. You get so busy and doing what you do in your day to day that it's kind of hard sometimes to step back and look at it in a different perspective. And we're very passionate about providing like the best possible experience for people when they're selling or buying real estate. It's a big purchase. It's a big deal. So there's always a a little bit of stress involved, but we try to reduce that as much as possible. (laughs) We can't say that we're going to completely eliminate it, but we do our best to make it like as smooth as possible as, you know, as we possibly can. The business coaching really helped to open our eyes to a lot of things that we were missing that we didn't realize because we were so busy with the go, go, go. So business coaching was a big investment that I'm so happy that we did. Um, Also therapy. I don't do therapy like consistently, but I do it when I need it. And when I need it, I do it like every week. (laughs) So I've seen a therapist probably for like the last 18 years. And I will, like I said, I'll go like in seasons of my life where I need it. There's seasons of my life where I feel like I'm okay. I can just chat with my husband or friends. And I feel like that helps me get through things. But then there's other seasons where I really need a therapist to talk to. So therapy is an expense that some people are like, oh, like, do I really want to pay for that? I can just, you know, figure things out myself, but sort of like the business coaching, they help you open your eyes to things that maybe you weren't, you were blind to, you know, and it makes a big difference. Also lots of books. I, I have started reading a ton and sometimes there's books where I, maybe I only pull one little concept out of it, but it's still worth it to me. Some of my favorites, and you may have already read these, the 10 times rule, atomic habits, the slight edge. And I'm currently reading UOU. Um, one of my good friends, Amalia referred to that book to me and I have resonated with it so much so far. And I'm just halfway through it. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. First of all, I want to applaud you for investing in business coaching because as Latina, sometimes asking for help because, you know, we, we have done it alone for so long 
it's hard to make that investment, but as you're saying, it's so, so powerful. And then number two, therapy, heck yeah, like sign me up because we have, you know, so much financial trauma. We have so much trauma in general and talking to someone other than our loved ones that can give us a, an outsider perspective is so powerful. So congrats for that. And then uh, for the books that you mentioned, I'm going to go ahead and add the, the link on the show notes. So Mujeres, if you're interested in buying those books or just reading the books, seeing what they look like, I will go ahead and add the book titles on the show notes. So you have the option to check them out if you like. And Leti, I won't let you go without asking you, <laughs> what is your definition of wealth? For me, I feel like being able to do what you love in life and spend time with the people that you love, that is wealth. When you are doing that, when you've created the life where you can do that, that is wealth. I feel like I made it big time when I changed careers. I was working at a salaried position for a nonprofit, amazing nonprofit, um, loved that job, but I was working a lot. I was stressing out and when I changed careers and jumped into real estate, it allowed me to put my family and myself first. I have control over how I spend my time on this earth and that is wealth to me. And I love it because time is something that we just don't get back. Yeah. So thank you again for coming to the podcast. Tell the listeners where they can find you and we will also add your handle on the show notes, but awesome. go ahead and tell us where people can find you. Awesome. So you can find me on all of the socials, um, Instagram. I'm at Joe and Letty do real estate, LinkedIn, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook. Those are all at Joe and Letty. And then as far as how you can support me, just think of me as a resource. I love to help answer questions and research questions as needed. My clients can vouch for me that I'm very much no pressure, no obligation to use me. So if you ever have any real estate questions, reach out and I will not bug you after that. <laughs> Please know I'm always happy to chat with you and help you in any way that I can. Thank you, Liddy. Thank you. If you are looking for additional resources to help you start your wealth building journey or online business, make sure you check out our blog at slash blog. Until next time, stay safe, stay strong, and stay inspired. On the Say Hola Well podcast and associated entities, all information provided is for general informational purposes only, and it does not constitute legal accounting, tax, or other legal advice. Listeners should not act upon the content information without seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professionals. We assume no responsibility for information contained on this podcast and associated entities and disclaim all liabilities with respect to such information, including but not limited to any liabilities for errors, inaccuracy, omission, misleading, or defamatory statements. Usage of this podcast and associated content constitutes an explicit understanding and acceptance of the terms of this disclaimer.